Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Previously on A New Winter. You might be more useful than I first thought. Now... We're going to go see Mr. Tooley. I don't know where he is, I said. Oh, I know where he is, she said. In fact, we've been there before. This is episode 25 of A New Winter. she was talking about she wanted me to go back to that house that horrible den where I first met Mr Tooley I started shaking again my head hurt I needed to sit down I pulled out a chair no no you don't we're going right now she said and got up from the table and grabbed my arm I'd resigned myself to the fact that I hadn't had the energy or the inclination to fight Instead, I just followed her outside. She dragged me to a car, parked around the corner, and threw me in the front. A gun trained on me the entire time. She got in the driver's seat and drove off. Don't worry, I said calmly. I'm not going anywhere. You should really just focus on the driving. She looked at me, and I was facing the front, but I could feel her looking at me. I could tell the way I was acting made her feel uncomfortable. I mean, I didn't like it either, to be honest. In fact, I didn't like any of this. I could feel a pressure mounting inside the car. Not between me and Nicola as such. It's just like something was just weighing me down. Like a, like a storm or something was on the horizon. And then suddenly, from out of nowhere, it began to rain heavily. Nicola grumbled and tried to find the wipers. As she did so, 
I felt something shift. A sudden release of tension around us. And then there, out of the thunderous rain, stood two little boys in the middle of the road. Nicola suddenly screamed and swerved the car. It flipped over and I felt us roll down a hill. Our small glass and metal enclosure crumpling around us. And in the middle of it all, I suddenly had a vision. Or perhaps a memory. I was on a roller coaster. And I was a child again. And I was laughing. I was smiling, in fact, and laughing. And there, beside me, sitting next to me on the ride, I saw myself. At least I think it was myself. And then we landed, and I didn't move. In fact, everything was so blurry that I decided to just go to sleep. Strange as that sounds. When I awoke, I was unsure of the time. It was, it was dark. I could see that. In fact, it was, it was pitch black. No one had obviously seen the crash. But at least the rain had stopped. I looked over at Nicola and she was still unconscious. Her head was bleeding, but she looked okay. I was able to crawl out as we were upside down. I looked at the car and it was completely smashed up. It was a write-off. I don't really know how we survived it, but it looked like we did. I pulled Nicola out and tried to wake her up. I had to grab some of the snow left on the ground and just put it against her forehead hoping that the chill would maybe wake her up. She came to and immediately winced in pain. Uh, where are we? she said. And I stood up and looked around. Hmm, the forest, I think. And that's all I could see. Trees. I couldn't even see the road anymore. It was up at the top of this steep hill and, well, I wasn't going to climb up there. She looked around and then looked for a gun. Oh, shit! She said. It's okay, you really won't need it, I said. I could feel that whatever was going to happen was going to happen. There was nothing I could do about it. Look, I said, and nodded behind her. She turned around to see what I could see. There was a plume of smoke rising into the air. There. There's where we have to go, I said. Why? Because because I'm pretty sure that's where he's waiting. That's where Mr. Tooley is. You know, who you wanted to see. How'd you know that, she asked. Uh, well, I don't, I replied. And it's true, I didn't. But what had been happening, I just had a, just had a feeling that something was gonna happen and going with my gut seemed to be pretty successful so far. Slowly, we walked through the forest not saying a word, until we saw the house. It sent a shiver up and down my spine. This was the same house that I'd gone through the back entrance of. The back entrance where Mr. Tooley had called the used. Smoke was coming from the chimney at the top. Someone was in. Someone was inside and had started a fire. I knew something, someone, was waiting for me in there. Look, Nicola said, and pointed to the front of the house. There was a faint glow of light, and we could see the front doors was just wide open. Huh, I said, 
It looks like someone's inviting us in. Nicola hesitated. No, she said and stopped still. It's, it's not a good idea, actually. I'm, I'm sorry, we, we, we'll go home now. We'll go home, it's fine. No, I said. We need to go in there. We, we can't, I really, I don't want to. I grabbed her arm. Nicola, you don't understand. I don't have a choice. We have to go in there. And for a second, as I turned back round, I thought I could see two boys again in the doorway, just walk inside. And I wondered if Nicola could see them too. But the way she was acting, I didn't have asked. She followed behind me, slowly. And as we walked up to the house, I remembered... I remembered I'd definitely seen it before. I mean, before, before. I stopped just in front of the door. What is it? Nicola asked. I'm remembering something, I said. I think I... I think I used to live here. And I remembered. I remembered being here with my family. My mum. My dad. My... My brother. Was there anyone else I was missing? My head started to hurt again. You lived here, Nicola asked. How? This place has been like this for years. Since, well, since you were a boy, at least. Yeah, I said. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I walked in. I got a sudden... A sudden hint of a happier life. Just from being here alone and looking around... There was nothing but darkness, misery, tattered memories and strange dreams. As I walked in, I heard a voice. Come in, the voice called. I'm in the lounge in front of a quite lovely warm fire, sure to warm you up. And there was no mistaking it. It was Mr. Tooley. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter.